Welcome to Rebecca Reads. Today's story is called I Wonder. It comes from Scandinavia. Scandinavia is an area in Northern Europe that consists of the countries of Denmark, Sweden, Norway, and sometimes Finland. It is the area where the Norse of ancient times resided. We have read some Norse tales a couple times before. They all speak different languages, but those languages all came from the same language many years ago. They have a rich culture that is full of fun stories and traditions. I would encourage you to look up one of these countries and learn more about the people who live there or about some of their history. Don't forget to stay after the story for this week's poem. And now for I Wonder. Once on a time, there was a man who had three sons, Peter, Paul, and the least of all, whom they called Youngling. I can't say the man had anything more than these three sons, for he hadn't one penny to rub against another. And he told the lads over and over again that they must go out into the world and try to earn their bread, for at home there was nothing to be looked for but starving to death. Now, nearby the man's cottage was the king's palace, and, you must know, just against the windows, a great oak had sprung up, which was so stout and tall that it took away all the light. The king had said he would give untold treasure to the man who could fell the oak, but no one was man enough for that, for as soon as one chip of the oak's trunk flew off, two grew in its stead. A well, too, the king desired, which was to hold water for the whole year, for all his neighbors had wells, but he hadn't any, and that he thought a shame. So the king said he would give both money and goods to anyone who could dig him such a well as would hold water for a whole year round, but no one could do it, for the palace lay high, high up on a hill and they could only dig a few inches before they came upon the living rock. But as the king had set his heart on having these two things done, he had it given out far and wide in all the churches of his dominion that he who could fell the big oak in the king's courtyard and get him a well that would hold water the whole year round should have the princess and half the kingdom. Well, you may easily know there was many a man who came to try his luck. But all their hacking and hewing, all their digging and delving were of no avail. The oak grew taller and stouter at every stroke, and the rock grew no softer. So one day the three brothers thought they'd set off and try too, and their father hadn't a word against it. For, even if they didn't get the princess in half the kingdom, it might happen that they would get a place somewhere with a good master, and that was all he wanted. So when the brothers said they thought of going to the palace, their father said yes at once, and Peter, Paul, and Youngling went off from their home. They had not gone far before they came to a fir wood, and up along one side of it rose a steep hillside. And as they went, they heard something hewing and hacking away up on the hill among the trees. I wonder now, what is it that is hewing away up yonder? said Youngling. 
you are always so clever with your wonderings, said Peter and Paul both at once. What wonder is it, pray, that a woodcutter should stand and hack up on a hillside? Still, I'd like to see what it is after all, said Youngling, and up he went. Oh, if you're such a child, twill do you good to go and take a lesson, cried out his brothers after him. But Youngling didn't care for what they said. He climbed up the steep hillside toward where the noise came, and when he reached the place, what do you think he saw? Why, an axe that stood there, hacking and hewing all of itself at the trunk of a fir. Good day, said Youngling. So you stand here all alone and hew, do you? Yes, I've stood and hewed and hacked a long, long time, waiting for you, my lad, said the axe. Well, here I am at last, said Youngling, as he took the axe, pulled it off his haft, and stuffed both the head and haft into his wallet. So when he climbed down again to his brothers, they began to jeer and laugh at him. And now, what funny thing was it you saw up yonder on the hillside, they said. Oh, it was only an axe we heard, said Youngling. When they had gone a bit farther, they came under a steep spur of rock, and up above they heard something digging and shoveling. I wonder now, said Youngling, what it is digging and shoveling up yonder at the top of the rock. Ah, you're always so clever with your wonderings, said Peter and Polygon, as if you'd never heard a woodpecker hacking and pecking at a hollow tree. Well, said Youngling, I think it would be a piece of fun just to see what it really is. And so off he set to climb the rock while the others laughed and made game of him. But he didn't care a bit for that. Up he clambered. And when he got near the top, what do you think he saw? Why, a spade that stood there digging and delving. Good day, said Youngling. So you stand here all alone and dig and delve? Yes, that's what I do, said the spade. And that's what I've done this many a long day, waiting for you, my lad. Well, here I am, said Youngling again. And he took the spade and knocked off its handle and put it into his wallet. And then he climbed down again to his brother's. Well, what was it so strange and rare, said Peter and Paul, that you saw up there at the top of the rock? Oh, said Youngling, nothing more than a spade, that was what we heard. So they went on again a good bit, till they came to a brook. They were thirsty, all three, after their long walk, and so they lay down beside the brook to have a drink. I have a great fancy to see where this brook comes from, said Youngling. So up alongside the brook he went, in spite of all that his brother shouted after him. Nothing could stop him. On he went, and as he went up and up, the brook grew smaller and smaller, and at last, a little way further on, what do you think he saw? Why, a great walnut and out of that the water trickled. Good day, said Youngling again. So you lie here and trickle and run down all alone? 
Yes, I do, said the walnut, and here have I trickled and run this many a long day, waiting for you, my lad. Well, here I am, said youngling, as he took a lump of moss and plugged up the hole so that the water mightn't run out. Then he put the walnut into his wallet and ran down to his brothers. Well now, said Peter and Paul, have you found out where the water comes from? A rare sight it must have been. Oh, after all, it was only a hole it ran out of, said youngling, and the others laughed and made game of him again. But youngling didn't mind that a bit. So when they had gone a little farther, they came to the king's palace. But as every man in the kingdom had heard that he might win the princess and half the realm, if he could only fell the big oak and dig the king's well, so many had come to try their luck that the oak was now twice as stout and big as it had been at first. For you will remember that two chips grew for every one they hewed out with their axes. So the king had now laid it down as a punishment that if anyone tried and couldn't fell the oak, he should be put on a barren island and both his ears were to be clipped off. But the two brothers didn't let themselves be frightened by this threat. They were quite sure they could fell the oak, and Peter, as he was the eldest, was to try his hand first. But it went with him as with all the rest who had hewn at the oak, for every chip he cut two grew in its place. So the king's men seized him and clipped off both his ears and put him out on the island. Now Paul was to try his luck, but he fared just the same. When he had hewn two or three strokes, they began to see the oak grow. And so the king's men seized him too and clipped his ears and put him out on the island and his ears they clipped closer, because they said he ought to have taken a lesson from his brother. So now youngling was to try. If you want to look like a marked sheep, we're quite ready to clip your ears at once, and then you'll save yourself some trouble, said the king, for he was angry with him for his brother's sake. Well, I'd just like to try first, said youngling, and so he got leave. Then he took his axe out of his wallet, and fitted it to its handle. Hew away, said he to his axe, and away it hewed, making the chips fly again, so that it wasn't long before down came the oak. When that was done, youngling pulled out his spade and fitted it to its handle. Dig away, said he to his spade, and so the spade began to dig and delve till the earth and rock flew out in splinters, and he soon had the well deep enough, you may believe. And when he had got it as big and as deep as he chose, youngling took out his walnut and laid it in one corner of the well and pulled the plug of moss out. Trickle and run, said youngling, and so the nut trickled and ran till the water gushed out of the hole in a stream, and in a short time the well was brimful. So as youngling had felled the oak, which shaded the king's palace, and dug a well in the palace yard, he got the princess and half the kingdom, as the king had said. But it was lucky for Peter and Paul that they had lost their ears. 
else they might have grown tired of hearing how everyone said each hour of the day, well, after all, Youngling wasn't so much out of his mind when he took to wandering. Thank you for listening to I Wonder. In so many stories, it is often the youngest child that has the adventure or is smarter than their siblings. Why do you think that is? Did Youngling's curiosity benefit him? Can curiosity help you? Today's poem is The Tiger by William Blake. It reads, Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night, what immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? In what distant deeps or skies burnt the fire of thine eyes? On what wings dare he aspire? What the hand dare seize the fire? And what shoulder and what art could twist the sinews of thy heart? And when thy heart began to beat, what dread hand and what dread feet? What the hammer, what the chain, in what furnace was thy brain? What the anvil, what dread grasp dare its deadly terrors clasp? When the stars threw down their spears and watered heaven with their tears, did he smile his work to see? Did he who made the lamb make thee? Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night, what immortal hand or eye dare frame thy fearful symmetry? And that is another episode of Rebecca Reads. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave me a five-star review. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Keep reading and join me next week for another episode of Rebecca Reads.